Welcome back to Somebody's Mama podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. And we are so excited to be here today. We have so much to get through. It's it's going to be a lot. It's going to be good. And we're excited. We were off last week and now we're back. Please take a moment. Hit us with those five stars. Hit us with those reviews. You know, check us out on the Instagram. We're there. We're ready to chat. And we're getting ready for fall. So we have so much planned. So make sure you are following us. Okay. Yeah. But as we get into it this week, we have to start it off with Miss Kendra because as you guys know, Kendra be <laughs> living life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we took a little break last week because um it was my eighth year wedding anniversary. Yes, congratulations. I know I can't believe it's been eight years. Um so so exciting. Um, and we had a trip planned for our anniversary to go to Europe. And so we um we celebrated here at home with our kids um on our actual anniversary at Benihana. And then we left out the next day and flew into London and we had such a great time. So our trip, we planned to go to London and Paris. Um, but instead of flying, um we flew to London and then we took a train to Paris. So um, it was really a really great experience. I'm so happy um, that we were able to actually go because we had the trip originally planned for our five-year anniversary. But I believe, the, I think I got pregnant. Yeah, I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and so we kind of pushed it back because I was like, no, that's too long of a flight to be pregnant and everything. But um, yeah, so... Uh, we went to London and mind you guys, we've had this trip planned forever. However, the queen decided, not that she didn't decide. Let me, oh my goodness. Unfortunately, the queen passed away and right before we were scheduled to leave and we were like, oh my gosh, like this is about to like be a very unique trip because of course we had excursions planned. We booked our tours. Um, if you guys don't know, a couple times a year, they open up Buckingham Palace for tourists to come and actually view the inside of the palace. Only two months out of the year, September and October. Wow. So we had tickets to go inside of the palace <laughs> and all of that was canceled. So oh, really, <laughs> yeah. So for this tour, you're supposed to be able to go inside and then they also take you like to Big Ben and to um, Westminster Abbey and like all of the historical places, they take you on this walking tour. Mm -hmm. So um, we were kind of like, we don't know what's going to happen or whatever, because, you know, we're just getting the play by play every day. So I said, let me just Google because I'm waiting on the tourist tourism company to kind of like email me details but I'm like let me just google how does this process work so they do like I think like 10 days of mourning or something like that and so they transport her from her home to Westminster Abbey because she actually doesn't live in Buckingham Palace um but they transport her for her to Westminster Abbey one day so they shut down the whole city for that 
that oh, happened man. before we got there. And then um, they allow for any and everybody to come and view the body, not view the body, <laughs> view the, <laughs> view the, uh, <laughs> view the uh, coffin they call it a coffin we call it a casket but um you guys people were waiting in line nine and 12 16 hours to come and view the coffin wait is it open is it open coffin no they literally you literally come i do have pictures of it because um um i'll tell you guys but let me just you know yeah. Okay. So when people stand in line to view the coffin, the coffin is basically what we saw on the news where they have it sitting up on this pedestal and they have all of like the jewels and everything sitting on top, the crown right. jewels and everything sitting on top. That's what people are walking by to see. Oh. So they wait in this miles and miles long line. It's all around the Westminster Abbey. Like the line just goes all the way around and they want to get in just to see and view the casket. So, and you can't take your phone in, like no pictures or anything like that. It's just the experience of seeing it up close and personal, I guess. So there was a lot of tourists who actually stood in line too. I was like, I, mm -mm." so- Because, you know, for us, we weren't there to participate in any of the funeral stuff like that. But because the all of the attention was on it and they canceled all of the tours, we kind of had to do like our own uh, tour. Oh, so, the thing well, about that. Yeah. So what we did was um, I kind of did a lot of research on TikTok before we left. TikTok is a new Google, by the way, if y'all didn't know. So <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok, they suggested that if you go to... Um, and I'll vouch for this now. If you go to London or Paris or anywhere in Europe, you get this app called City Mapper. And it literally will, t- you put in where you want to go and it'll tell you how to get there by train, bus, car, metro, wherever. So we were taking the metro everywhere. Like they call it the tube or the underground. We took that everywhere because it got you wherever you want to go in like five minutes. Right. So, um, we learned how to do that, like the locals. And um, so we took that over to Westminster Abbey. When you walk out of the train station, it's literally right. Big Ben is right in front of you. The first thing that you see. So when we walked out there, everybody was out there like taking pictures, walking. And then we walked over to the Westminster Abbey and there's people out there singing and like um, all the flags are out there and like the streets are blocked off and that's where the casket like drove by when it first entered and mm-hmm. so whenever any of the city of um any of the officials or um I forgot what they call the people but yeah important people drive by there that are coming from other countries and things like that so people literally stand out there all day just to see like who's going to drive by and so um we kind of just like walked around and did our whole little tour thing. But, um, and then we went to Paris, but when we came back to London, our last full day in London was the actual funeral service. So there was, we kind of got mixed reviews. People were saying like, oh, some things will be open. Some things will be closed, but the shop should still be open. So we're like, okay, so we get dressed, we go outside. We watched a little bit of the service on um, the TV we walked outside and all the streets are blocked off. Like you can't even cross over to the other side of the street. 
Oh, whoa. Where the train station is. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, you're not going anywhere today. <laughs> and we're like, what? And he's like, well, they might open some stuff up later at like four o'clock. But like right now, like you really can't go anywhere. Um, he's like, they're going to leave the street open for you to walk across the street for maybe like another hour. But you want to be back on this side of the street where your hotel is, or you're going to have to stay over there until the um, coffin passes through. So apparently they had her uh, coffin do a tour around the whole city. So from the Westminster Abbey to wherever it was going. And so um, people all around the city were waiting out there for hours just to view the casket drive by. But in front of our hotel, there wasn't that many people out there. So we just went and got some coffee and got some um, breakfast and kind of just stood out there talking to people. And, um, And we got to see the casket. So that's the pictures that I got because her, um, the hearse is uh, see-through. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get pictures of the um, the casket. And then we saw like, um, not Harry, what's the other one? Charles. We saw mm-hmm. him drive by. We saw the- um, Oh, you did? The dad. Oh, <gasps> no way. That drove by because the whole procession comes through the whole city those are the only people that you can see in like cars everybody else had to take big charter buses so the immediate family and like all the like you know important people they took cars and then i think um i think the uh president was in a car too we didn't see him joe biden yeah but everybody else um they were in distinct cars so you knew like who was where Oh, wow. That was really cool just to kind of like be a part of history and um, and just be there. You know, it was, was, wasn't what we signed up for when we planned to go to London. But um, so we'll definitely have to go back because there's a lot of stuff that we just could not do. Um, but so that's we, what I was thinking. It, like it gives you a reason to go back. Yeah, for sure. And I loved it. Like the people were super nice. The food ain't that great. Like they don't see. That was the one thing I told you. I was like, oh, the food. food." Yeah, they don't really see their food. Now, Nando's was really good. Nando's was good. We went there. And, um, but yeah. But London was really nice. We really enjoyed it. Paris, Paris (laughs) has my heart though. Like, so we took the train to Paris and I would highly suggest that as well, just because you get to like see all the views on the way. It's like two hours. And um, we did not fly first class because those tickets were crazy, but we did do first class on the train. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great experience too, because they kind of have it like, you know, if you travel and you have Amex, how they have like the Centurion Lounge, they had like that for the train. So you come early, they have like breakfast, you can get coffee, everything's complimentary, a nice little lounge separate from where everybody else has to wait. It's nice and comfortable. You have your bathrooms over there and you get to skip the line when you check in. And it's just a nice extra little service. And then on the train, they give you like, if you travel in the morning, they give you breakfast. Or if you travel in the evening, they give you like lunch or dinner, champagne, all that good stuff. 
So then we get to Paris and our hotel was right underneath the Eiffel Tower. Like it was just literally like when we stepped off of the train, we could see it right there. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And then our hotel was right there, literally like four minute walk from the train station. Oh, that's and perfect. So, I mean, it was just so beautiful. And we just spent the day. We did like a hop on, hop off tour mm-hmm. um, on the double decker buses. Oh, nice. And it took us everywhere. Like it took us everywhere in Paris and you can use it all day. Like you have like a pass that you can use all day. You can get off wherever you want and hop back on at whatever stop. So oh. it was a perfect way to get around. Um, and then at the end of that tour, we went shopping at some of the luxury stores, but that day we didn't find anything that we wanted. So the next day we got up early. Well, that night we went and did like, the um, Eiffel Tower at night, which was very interesting because. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say that? You've got vendors out there selling corn. You've got yeah. people yeah. in like grocery baskets full with um, ice and champagne. And they're selling people champagne out of like grocery baskets. No and, way. Yes. Bottles of champagne. No glasses, no cups, just bottles of champagne. Um. But we did get our Eiffel Tower pictures, then we went to dinner, and um, the next day we were able to go find all of the pieces that we were looking for. Um, you know, when you go to Paris, like, you get a VAT tax, so you get a return on all of the luxury items that you purchase. You get 12% back, and it's highly discounted. So Wait, wait say that again? So when you go to Paris, you get something called a VAT tax. So when you go there, like say, I know one of the items that I saw was $955 American in um, in the U.S. Over there, it's it was only 660 euros. Oh, wow. So you already get that discount and there's no tax on their items, right? Like mm-hmm. whatever the, ta- the tag price is, that's what you pay. So in America, it was $9.55 on a tag plus tax. So in America, you probably would have paid like $1,100 for that item. Over there, you literally paid 660 euros. So if you use your credit card, you get to pay in their currency. Wow. And on top of that, they give you a little form when you go to the train station or the airport, you turn that in. And you can either get cash or credit back to your credit card, 12% off of your purchase. So not only did we get the discount, but we got money back. It was amazing. So whatever, if you go there, <laughs> have your list. Everything that you want, just save your money, have your list, and get what you want. The Louis Vuitton store is, I think it's four or five stories wow everything was in there everything was in there everything I didn't know that yeah and so if you guys know anything about luxury items like everything has the prices have increased on everything yeah so you're basically getting the original price before they went up yeah never fools now are like 2100 us dollars they're 1500 over there see that's why every time i watch like influencers go to Paris they always buy a bag or like they all yeah. I'm like you always like, oh. with hella bags like it's because 
you you can save up all your money all year long and when you go over there go crazy because everything is like everything's discounted for us wow yeah london they didn't have like as for some reason london didn't give the bad tax on uh items that were out of season so i purchased some um some mule sandals at louis vuitton and they didn't give us a VAT tax on those because they were out of season. Because over there, they're already in fall. Oh, okay. But in Paris, they gave us <laughs> they <gave laughs> tax back on everything. So I do. I would say the shopping in Paris was better for that reason for us. But in London, they have Harrods, and Harrods is like crazy. We didn't even get to go through the whole like freaking place. Like wow see i didn't need a reason but you're giving me a reason <laughs> i'm telling you it's totally worth it my friend said she's going in december i gave her the full rundown i'm also going to do a video on tiktok of my experience and how everything um worked for me um so you guys can be looking out for that because it was so someone i watched a video like that um and it's super helpful but i'm gonna go a little bit more into detail yeah um because it's worth it, man. Like, don't be paying full price over here if you're about to go over there. Or if you know somebody that's going, like one of my friends gave me some money, like, girl, I need, I want this. Like, you know? Yeah. Wow. I didn't need, I really didn't need the um, encouragement. <laughs> yes. And then. So I haven't felt like, like I had a good time. Even though I was a kid, I had a good time, but I never felt like I need to go back. And yeah. that is a reason to go back alone. Yeah, for sure. And for me, I really just enjoyed the city. Like, I enjoy like the little coffee shops that they have everywhere. The place that we ate at for lunch was just so like, I don't know. It's so bright because the buildings are like this beige color over there where all the shops are. And so everything is so bright. The sun is in your face. It's the land of love. Like people are literally making out everywhere. And you know- Oh, what I was going to ask you, uh-huh. I was so happy that you noticed it right away, uh-huh. but um, everybody gets super dressed. Oh, yeah. And oh, when you, you were like, you posted, thing. you posted like, I'm in my sandals and everyone is wearing boots. I'm like, it's yes. no, I would say like the only place, like they just go all out. Like, yeah, it's just, it's like a walking runway. Oh, and you saw me once uh, the, uh, Once I got dressed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we stepped off of the, um, when we got off the train, our room wasn't ready yet. Hmm. So we, you know, we didn't change or anything. We just kind of like, uh, I think, no, that was in London when I had the uh, sandals on. But same thing. We got there super early. So our room wasn't ready yet. So I literally had the clothes that I wore from California on. And um, it was cold. It was like 60. It wasn't freezing, but it was like 60. And I'm just walking around my sandals like, California girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, in London, not so much. People wasn't like really dressed like that. But in Paris, people were dressed for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. We went to go to lunch. We went to lunch at this place called The Avenue. It was so good. Um. Everybody was super chic, so cute. Like it's right where all of the the luxury stores are, 
And so I don't know. It was just so nice, like a great experience. I would definitely go back. Kendon was so mad at us because my <laughs> mom was showing him pictures and he was like, I want to go to London. Why didn't you guys take me? I want to go. And oh, so I'm yeah. like, next time we go, we will take you. So we will definitely be taking the kids next time we go. And you know, we want to see some other places over there. This was just our first like get your feet wet um trip because our kids are small. We didn't want to leave them for a long period of time. Um so we just did five days, but next time we go back, I definitely want to stay longer. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a great time. It was a really great experience. I'm excited to put all of my content together. I put a couple videos out, but I need to get all my content together and um, put it out this week. So I'm really excited for that. Because um, there's so many other countries nearby that you could literally like you could take the train to Amsterdam. Like yeah. the train station we went to, they go the a lot of other places um go out of that train station. I will also say that like London was a lot easier to navigate because they speak English. Yeah. In Paris, everybody is just talking to you in French. Like Wow. I never thought about that. Yeah, and so we did brush up on our French because we were told that if you at least try, then you get better service. Um but at like the shopping and stuff like that over there, they all speak English, like they didn't care. But like trying to navigate in the, the metro train station or like just on the street, stuff like that, they're not speaking English. Because <laughs> they're like, we speak three languages over here, bare minimum. And they start speaking to you fast because they automatically assume that you speak French. Yeah. Because we were taking the train everywhere. Like we weren't like, you know, we didn't look like tourists, I guess. I don't know. But um, once we went shopping, we did not get on the train. We got in a taxi because you don't want to get on a train with all them bags. You are a walking target. Yeah, that's for sure. That's wild. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time. I can't wait to see the vlogs. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I've been literally holding back asking Kendra any questions. And I still have like, a bunch of other questions but if we go down that the whole the whole podcast right we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> offline don't want to bore yeah. you guys with the details <laughs> how, yeah. was your, uh, how was your week so i've been doing very mom-like stuff uh going to birthday parties mm -hmm. i've been working a lot going to birthday parties my oh this past weekend my husband was in vegas right uh-huh and he was there for a bowling tournament oh wow and because he's in a bowling league mm -hmm. and he got first place in his tournament wow that's awesome oh he must be really good <laughs> that's crazy he won the whole thing yeah he won the whole thing and the crazy part is that he used to be in a different league but since we moved he had to change leagues and his old league he got second place and it wasn't as hard of a league and um this league uh is actually harder and he when he goes bowling every week he like rarely wins so then he went to vegas and he won the whole thing he went to vegas and showed out okay <laughs> and so i asked him i said so like what's the difference like he was like well the lanes are a lot better in vegas so kendra um i already got all got it on my to-do list 
uh, when is the next bowling uh, professional tournament in Vegas? <laughs> I'm working oh, on sponsorships. Going. I'm working on Nike um, bowling sponsorships. I know that's right. You better milk all that. And next time you have to go and take a videographer so we can get some, uh, a reel for him going. <laughs> He would be so mad. He would be so mad. But yeah, he, I think he even surprised himself. He's like, yeah, because after the tournament, they go into this room to find out like who, you know, how everyone was placed. And he was just sitting there. He was like, babe, I was just like, wait, when they named out third place for the guys, mm-hmm. he was just like, oh my goodness. Like, I think I won. And it, and it's when you go out there, it's a league, but it's a money league. So yeah. Y'all was just saying he got paid, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he can He came. Uh, you know, different people show love in different ways, right? Uh huh. And so he doesn't. My husband is not like a gifter. He's not like a guy that like buys you gifts uh-huh. because in the early part of our relationship, I was really bougie, and I would be like, Michael Kors, what the hell, like. <laughs> Where's the Chanel? Where's the Chanel? The, <laughs> so I really like Bruce's ego pretty bad, but uh-huh. um, I can tell when he's feeling great because he came back and with everybody with new shoes. Like, wow. this is your new shoe. This is your new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, daddy hit big, okay? <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. The man came back with new shoes for everybody. That's how you know. Right. I was dying. Yeah, but it was, it was, um, so yeah, but over the weekend with all three kids while he was gone to Vegas from Friday to Sunday, mm-hmm. girl, I was, I ain't gonna hold you. Me and Sangria <laughs> is best friends. <laughs> Nicole has crossed over to the, I have officially, I have officially, officially crossed over. Yay. Cheers. You know, I got a new wines that I'm looking forward to purchasing and, um it's just it's the best we have to start our wine wednesdays on instagram live (laughs) yeah no seriously because um it's it's changing my life really (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't go to the gym all last week because i would be like you know what i'm just gonna have a glass of wine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay don't mess yourself up because you, you've been doing good you've been super consistent i know this week also this week i'm back but when i tell you reading I, you know what the kids homework it's every day reading for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and i just i decided i'm not doing that <laughs> i'm not doing that i'm not doing that <laughs> why don't you break it up have them read what, 10 minutes when they first come home and then 10 minutes before bed. No. <laughs> what you gonna do then? Listen. <laughs> um <laughs> <you know. laughs> I, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly yet, but I can't do 20 minutes with one kid and then 20 minutes with other or 10. Well, I know with, with my daughter, I could do five. It, I could do like 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes with her. And then with Austin with doing 20 minutes, I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do an app where he reads on the app or something like that. Uh-huh. And he does that like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then I do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday or something. I'm going to do something I like that. I could do a compromise. 
Yeah, because one day I read with Audrey and the other day I read with Austin because I can't I can't do both. It's a lot because I struggle with Kendon because (laughs) with Kendon he will like if he's done like if he doesn't want to do it anymore he starts like missing up words that I know he knows like he'll literally like read the same word on one page and then on the next page act like he don't know the word. I don't yeah that part that's the part that gets me I'm like oh you don't want to do this anymore you want to be done right because you're playing you're playing right now (laughs) you're playing my emotions okay you know you know this word exactly or they'll just start trying to read it super fast and I'm like please stop because I need you to be able to comprehend this right right yeah the reading game is no joke like so I'm gonna start I'm going to add a riot in on one day. She's going to learn how to read early. Right. That's okay. Hilarious. Wait, what? I said that's hilarious. Yeah, she got to learn early. Every, everybody's got to do everything early. We got to just go, go, go. Um, But I was going to ask you, what what's your mama moment? Um, My mama moment is... Okay, so we came back and everything, and um, it was muffins with mom. Yeah. Aww. So I had our first muffins with mom with Kendon, and I was really excited, but I was not excited about the fact that it was at 7 a.m. Yeah. Like, listen, uh, do we have to be on time? Because they were saying like, oh, it gets really crowded and you want to make sure you come early so that you can get a parking space. Blase. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I'm, I'll be there at 7.15 because I'm 7 o'clock? No, that means I got to get up, get both kids dressed at the butt crack of dawn, mm-hmm. get myself mm-hmm. presentable, find parking. No. But mm-hmm. I was excited to do it because last year we weren't able to do it because of COVID. Um, so we did end up getting there about 7.20. Everything was fine. The parking was fine. I was like, I could have came at 7.45, but it's all <laughs> good. <laughs> because I thought they were going to have like, you know, a little more um, structured type of vibes. But it was like, um, you walk in, they had one... T- a set of tables over here with muffins on them and another set of tables with muffins over there and then the coffee over there and you kind of just go get your coffee go get your muffin and sit down with your kid or whatever like you know there was no like formal anything excuse me and then they had like a place to take pictures but the backdrop was kind of whack and so I was just like we need to step it up like if I'm on the committee next year we're gonna do it up okay we yeah need balloons. we need some a sign or something like I don't know but um, it was a little underwhelming but I was happy to have my first muffins with mom with Kendon he doesn't like muffins so <laughs> kind of like oh I don't want this I'm like Kendon please just just take a picture like come on let's act like we like it <laughs> content, content. <laughs> but um he was excited for me to be there and like to see all his friends and then like I got to talk with some of the other moms that I've never talked to before so it was a cool experience and then I ran into my friend who's an OG in this thing and she was like girl why you didn't call me she showed up at 755 oh because what happens is oh 
the mothers with mom is from seven to eight, but the kids cannot, we can't leave the kids like in the care of the school until like 820. <gasps> so you either could take your kid back to your car because the gates of the school don't open till 830 officially. Oh, they tried so, it. Yeah. So you either have to hang around until 820 or you can take your kids back to your car and then bring them back at 830 or whatever. So most people just hang around until 820. So she showed up at 755. Because she was like, girl, I'm about to be here all morning. I was like, hey. She went to Starbucks. She was like, they coffee ain't good. Like, I was like, dang. Like, I now I know for next year. That was very <laughs> much coffee. That was very much giving Abbott Elementary. <laughs> yeah. She was like, she was like, rookie mistake. <laughs> so funny but it was nice to meet some of the other uh, moms in, uh, from Kendon's class and everything and he was running around with his little friends and it was cute oh that's cute yes so how about uh, your mama moment so this isn't my mama moment but Austin's my son's school had um donuts with parents but you weren't allowed to bring additional kids so what? my husband had to go which is perfect because he's an early bird yeah which gives in, which gets into my mama moment so <laughs> sorry I, I definitely brought Bryson with me to muffins with mom <laughs> <laughs> so um I don't know how that whole thing just fell sorry um so I recently shared on Instagram that my whole family is early birds okay yeah my husband's an early bird. My daughter's an my older daughter's an early bird. My son's an early bird. They all wake up early, and so every day, they like rag on me for getting up at like seven thirty. Like that's so late. Uh, yeah, they're like, "Mom's sleeping in," and like even on the weekend, like if I'm in the bed and it's eight o'clock, they're like, "Mom's mom, you slept in today. Why are you sleeping in?" Like da 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 da, <laughs> and. I hate it because I've always wished to be like an early riser, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why did I wish that? Like, that's just not meant for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my mama moment is they, I had shared, and I'm going to share this later on Instagram, but I wanted to share it on here first. Mm-hmm. So they're always ragging on me. And so I shared it on social media. Like you want to hear something scary dot 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 and then you go over and it's like my whole family is like early birds right mm-hmm. so the other day this is this is getting to my mama moment the other day I'm driving we're planning my daughter's birthday party right now right mm-hmm. and she goes mom and this also helps go into our topic this week but she goes mom you know what time is my birthday party gonna be and I'm like it's probably gonna be like maybe like one o'clock like or around lunchtime mm-hmm. um like you know in the she goes in the afternoon I'm like yeah it'll probably be in the afternoon you know uh-huh. and she says <laughs> why so you can sleep in oh no she did it <laughs> Nobody's gonna come to care party at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, 
it's the weekend and sometimes people have errands that they need to get done in the morning. Maybe they need to stop and pick up your birthday gift or maybe they have, you know, things to do in the morning. And so we want to give people time to get to your party. Right. And she was just like, oh, okay. I cannot believe she thought I was going to put her birthday in the afternoon instead of the morning so that I could sleep. That's hilarious. She acts like you just be sleeping the day away. <laughs> yeah, she truly acts. And because she she just truly acts like I just sleep the day away. Also, she even when she was a newborn, she was an early riser. Like she would do this thing where she would get up at three o'clock in the morning and it would wear me out because the second she wakes up, she's wide awake. Yeah. There's no defrost. There's no yawn. There's no stand up. It's literally just Good morning, mom. Yeah, pops up. Even as a newborn, she did that. Even as a newborn. Oh my gosh. So, when you think about a newborn schedule, you know, in the middle of the night they just pop up, and then she would just be up for like three, four hours, and then go back to sleep at like eight o'clock. That's crazy. Yeah. So. I was just couldn't believe that she played me like that, but yeah, you know, that's my mama moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to jump into today's topic. Yes. And what are we talking about today? <laughs> it's the, today we're talking about. Is there basically a difference between raising boys versus girls? And like, what's our thoughts on raising boys versus raising girls? Or if there is any, you know? Right. I feel like there's always a conversation about it. Like people have like their opinions on, you know, how, you know, both, how both parents raise um, boys versus girls, specifically moms too. Yeah. Um, what about you? Because you actually are the only girl in your family. You have three brothers, right? Right, correct. So did you feel like there was a difference between, like from your own personal experience, like how your parents raised you versus the boys? Um. Yeah, I would say the differences are very like slight though. Um, Like little things like my mom always like, expect for me to um be very careful like she's always careful with me like so I wouldn't scrape up my knees really bad or scrape up my legs or you know being raised with three older brothers I wanted to do whatever they did so they were playing football I wanted to play football they were you know running around I would want to run around with them so but I also was very like prissy so I always wore dresses and so my mom was like, you have to be very careful when you're running because you don't want to scrape your knees because you want to keep your neck, your legs nice. Like you don't want to grow up and have like all these scars all over your legs and like stuff like that. You know, my mom would say that too. Mm-hmm. I, I never quite got that. Like, I don't know. I appreciate it now because it's like, you know, when you wear skirts or dresses or things like that, like, could you imagine, like, I do have some scrapes on my legs. Um, one of them I got as an adult. Can you believe that? But <laughs> I have one scar on my knee. I feel like most of us have that same scar on our knee that we fell in elementary school. Um, yeah. I have that, but on my legs, for the most part, I don't have many scars. I have, like, 
one scar I was I remember when I was in college we went to the club and one of my friends like slipped and the table broke and then the glass popped up on my leg and cut my leg really bad I know tragic and that went like freaking 23 years or however old I was with no scars on my actual legs and that was like the first scar and the only scar I have on my actual legs besides the scar on my knee so I always listened to my mom. I was always very careful and made sure that I, or try my best not to fall for that reason. But um, as far as like our general upbringing, I feel like my parents had the same type of rules for us. Uh, from what I can remember, I, it wasn't like I wasn't allowed to do certain things that my brothers were allowed to do. Um, but I do feel like they expected more of me like they assumed that I was going to follow the rules that I was going to like be a certain way because that's, but at the same time, that was just who I, who I am. Mm. Um, but I don't personally feel like, I feel like my parents did a good job at like teaching us all the same type of morals and standards and values. Um, as far as like being in school, I feel like they were hard on all of us with that. I feel like we're going to college, like they all put us in the same boat for that. Um, how we carried ourselves, I feel like they had the same expectations of all of us, but I also come from like a strong Christian household. And mm-hmm. so the standard was basically the same. So I feel like in my family, I may not be the best person to ask, but I have seen examples of where the uh, the daughters were treated more strictly than the sons. Mm. Um, so yeah, I have seen it, but for me personally, I can't say like they treated us more strict because I actually like hung out with my brother. <laughs> 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 so it wasn't like oh he could go out but I couldn't it was like we went out together and they didn't trip so which is nice too that you had each other yeah for sure and me and my brother uh my he's not younger than me but the youngest of the brothers we're only 13 months apart so we did a lot of things together um but yeah I would have to say the only difference with that was um was the whole like keeping myself protected um they didn't allow any of us to go certain places or do certain things um I I was able to get a car the same time my brothers did like I don't know I feel like they were pretty fair oh that's good so what about you like I know you don't have any brothers but well do you you don't have brothers right no I don't have any brothers brothers but do you, you do have a son and you do have two daughters. So do you think you consciously or subconsciously raise them any different? No, I, it's, this conversation is so interesting because I feel like I just was forced to evolve in that area because I think before I had kids, I just assumed that I was going to like, teach them the same way Mm -hmm. and I feel like they each have their own personalities and need different things in different areas like I feel like it's really 
like child by child, you know? Yeah. Because both of them need to understand safety, you know, and to certain different, different extents of, of understanding their surroundings. And I don't know. I feel like, <clears throat> I, I feel like, uh, I feel like it's the same. The only thing is your own little twist on their personal personalities of how you teach it, you know? Yeah. I think traditionally I've heard and also witnessed um, a lot of households raise boys and girls differently in the aspect of, you know, when it comes to the opposite sex. So it's like boys are encouraged or allowed to date, things like that. Girls are like, you you ain't dating until you're whatever or whatever um 16 or 18 and you know those boys it's like they're more encouraged today and girls are more like sheltered in that aspect or a lot of times it's reversed to where moms may baby their sons more and expect more of the daughters mm. so the daughters are expected to know better they're expected to not make any mistakes they're expected to do well in life and they're expected to leave the house at 18, go to college, be successful, do what they need to do. Whereas the boys are also encouraged to do the same, but they're not as strict on them. They're, if they, if anything happens and they need to drop out or they need to, you know, a lot of, especially in the black community, it's talked about how black moms coddle their sons. And so, um, I feel like in that aspect that can be detrimental because when you get out into the real world, yeah, like, people are not gonna coddle you in the same way. And so it's kind of like if you prepare your daughters, but you don't prepare your sons, how is that gonna equal up in in real life? That's why we see these emotionally immature men, and we see women who are emotionally mature and they can't find a man to measure up to that same level of maturity and so you feel feel that the coddling within the household plays a big role in that yeah. i can definitely see that I, I mean i can definitely see that i think that i mean i can only look at it from like perspective in my house but i can definitely see how that has how that's grown to be. Mm -hmm. um, I really feel like in my house, uh, sometimes I feel like, uh, no, I was going to say, sometimes I feel like my son gets it harder than my daughter, but they, they really both just get it equally yeah. just because their personalities are so different mm -hmm. that what one person like for one kid in one area it seems like they're being hard on them would be a breeze to the other kid and like the other kid what seems hard in one area is like a breeze to the other you know yeah so I've kind of had the the gift of that I think also too because I didn't grow up around I think also okay you know how you're saying that mostly in and like black families or whatnot they're hard on the girls to have this emotional maturity and whatnot right right so since I only grew up around girls mm -hmm. I only have that standard so when it comes to my son 
since I only have that standard, that high standard for girls, I just automatically put that high standard for my son too. Right. So I think that's why my situation is a little different. It's just okay. because um, that's the, that's all I know. Right. Do you think you ever, is there ever a time where you feel like maybe Austin does something and you're like, in your, in your subconscious, you're like, well, he doesn't know, or he's, or he's, you know, he doesn't have the capacity to whatever, but then with your daughter, you expect for her to just be like, because her personality is on or whatever, you know what I mean? Oh, no, I'd be like, no, you, you know better. (laughs) I feel like that's, but I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I feel like that's kind of like what people are talking about, where it's like sometimes give boys get excuses for certain things. Yeah. Well, he tried his best or he doesn't know Mm -hmm. or whatever, but because, because sometimes naturally girls may be more expressive and feel they're more expressive with their language that we automatically assume that they know better or that they are more mature in certain areas and that the boys, because they're not as expressive or they can't really tell you where they're coming from as far as their emotions, they can't really explain themselves as articulate, then we kind of like give them a pass. You know what? That is such a good point, Kendra. I think you really just found the golden nugget, but luckily (laughs) my husband has really high emotional intelligence. So he is able to, to talk to my son in a language, which I'm so grateful for because man, I like, there's just parts of me where I just didn't grow up around boys. And it's like, some things is just like, like, I don't get it, you know? Yeah. And I just really, really just don't get it. And so my husband has enough emotional intelligence to be able to talk to him mm-hmm. and point it out. Like, no, you know what's right and this and that. And mm-hmm. you're making that decision with your emotions and not with your, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. able to like do that, which I'm so thankful for. Yeah. But I think you're right that because girls are so quick with it, you know, yeah. that yeah. they're just expected to to be at a higher level. Like, it's just yeah. like, oh, I expect more of you because you know, you're quick with it. But you know what? I could actually see that because even now, even now, because um, my daughter's in pre-K, but because she's such like, always feels like such a fast learner or this and that, Mm -hmm. like even with her wanting to do homework, like, oh, mom, you know, she got mad at me on Friday. I want to do the homework. We need to do the homework. It's like, (laughs) I, I can see how like that can build up to where it's just like you expect them to do better because right. you know but I think because I grew up in a situation where I always felt so much pressure mm-hmm. that I just don't put that pressure on her like that but I could see how I could see how that could easily become a thing of like oh well you know she learns fast she does this so, so you know yeah yeah, yeah. that was really that was powerful and I think that if we can if more people can um do like what you were saying as far as like just having that standard overall for every kid in your household right and if they're not if you don't feel like they're measuring up 
kind of investigate a little bit more like try to bring it out of them like kind of push them to be more expressive if you notice that they're lacking certain skills then kind of instead of making excuses for it or just saying like you know he doesn't have that skill like let's teach it to him you know right I think it also comes into play when we're we're talking about as they grow and they grow into adults um the life skills of it all where it's like a lot of times I know in my household um growing up I feel like when we were younger we all kind of like did dishes and stuff like that but as my brothers got older they more did outside work so mm-hmm. they were like mowing the grass and doing the lawn or like um fixing helping my dad like change tires and do brakes and like all outdoorsy type things whereas myself like I learned how to change tires too and I kind of like sat on the porch while they did certain things but a lot of the stuff that I learned was more inside of the house like you know Mm. dishes and like domestic type things and I don't think it's intentional I think it's you know like as the only girl in the household I shadowed my mom so right. I wanted to do everything that she did. And so she taught me these things and I wanted to be her shadow and I wanted to like model after her. And so I kind of gravitated towards those type of things. Whereas my brothers, my dad's like, get up, let's go. We're going outside. We're going to do that. <laughs> and so I don't think they necessarily like picked up on some of those life skills until later on in life, because it wasn't like they were taking into these environments and like, this is how you do such and such. Right. So I think that we have to be intentional about showing both perspectives so that our kids are, are well-rounded. Um, and I do think my parents did a good job of putting us in certain programs that exposed us to both ends of the spectrum. But I think as far as like in the household, we have to be intentional about taking our boys into the kitchen, making sure you do the, you guys did a good job with that. Like Austin knows how to make certain yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that, like, mom, I'm gonna toast bread. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. We have to bring our boys into the kitchen. We have to take our girls outside because at the end of the day, we need to know how to take care of ourselves. Our job is to teach them how to be self-sufficient in all things. So mm-hmm. we can't just show them one part of life right expect for them to catch up with the other or figure it out or learn it. And so I feel like a lot of times you know with the conversation between the boys versus the girls it's like the boys are not given certain valuable life skills because their only job in the household is to take out the trash and go to school right you know and so everything in between where express we don't bother them they go in their room and they play video games we don't bother them we don't make them have conversations but with the girls we want to sit down and talk to them what boy are you talking to what you know what friends are you hanging out with because we're so worried about the girls because they're the ones that could get pregnant they're the ones that can you know go off and go crazy or whatever so I think a lot of times the attention goes more towards the girls because it's higher risk quote unquote Mm. and so but we have to acknowledge the fact that those same risks that the girl is attached to another boy is attached to that so we are are a good job of making sure that we're teaching our boys the same values and the same structure that we're teaching the girls so that when our girls grow up 
they can find a man that reaches their same um, emotional intelligence or um, just values. Like they're not struggling. <laughs> no, seriously. Somebody with the same values because this mom did everything for their son and their son knows how to do nothing. So now they expect for a woman to come in and, and do everything for them. And it's so far, it's just, it's not looking too good because, <laughs> um, but I think that's what's working with our generation. Like, I feel like yeah. our generation realized it and now yeah. we're kind of the product of, of really fixing it. And that's why, that's why I understand when Gen Z or, um, Gen Z or the whatever other one talk mess on millennials. I'm like, we are cleaning it up out here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, millennials are very well rounded. Okay. We got a lot of issues, but we also <laughs> have seen a lot and are learning a lot and are putting yeah. ourselves in positions to do better. And so just even having conversations like this is something that we didn't hear growing up. So right. uh, having these conversations and learning from one another and like a mom might be listening now that is has a newborn son in her arms. And she's listening to this podcast and she can say, okay, let me make sure that I put that in my notes as I'm raising my son. Let me be aware because as a boy mom, it is very easy to, because ugh, our boys are just so loving. If you're a boy mom, you know that they give the best hugs and cuddles and like, they just love their mama. And so when you have that type of emotional bond and connection, like you almost want to baby them forever. And it's like, don't mess with my baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we just have to make sure that we're aware of, um, like, yes, there are babies. Yes, we want to protect them, but we also want them to grow up and be a man. We don't want them to be a baby forever. So right. we have to make sure that we tap into that with our sons as well, making sure that they're learning life skills, learning how to treat people, learning how to be respectful, learning how to be expressive with their feelings. Like when we talk about gentle parenting and having those deep conversations with our kids and understanding like where they're coming from, these are teaching them life skills on how to articulate their thoughts and their feelings. And by them being expressed to us at five years old that I was upset and I produced this action because of this is how I felt. That is a life skill that they, if they learn at five, right. by the time they're 25 and they have their girlfriend or whatever, and they go through an argument or whatever, it's not going to be toxic because he's going to know how to express himself. He's going to know how to be you know, um, articulate and he's going to know how to stand firm in his feelings and get his point across without being aggressive or argumentative or whatever. I think what also happens is like boys can tend to be not laid back, but they can tend to be just very chill. Like, Oh, I want to play yeah. video games. I want to like, you know, be yeah. active and this and that. And sometimes I feel like with <laughs> girls, huh? They could be very content with the yeah. small things. And so as a parent, you can be so busy or just tired that you're just like, oh, he chilling, I'm chilling, we good. Like, we just chilling, you know? And girls, they kind of be up under you. Like, just let's play, let's do this, let's do that. And 
wanting to just kind of mimic your every move. So yeah. it's just like you're not forced to, but you're put in a position where you're going to communicate with them more. Yeah. Because boys tend to like to play the video games or you know so they'll go in their show like they don't have to like my son is definitely a talker I will say he is very expressive <laughs> he is a talker he's sharing his feelings but he's also five so I want to nurture that even though it can be very annoying sometimes <laughs> I want to nurture that because yeah. I want him to lose his voice right being in little you know in teenage boys that don't have a voice and it's mm. scary when you don't know what they're thinking and what they're how they're processing certain things it can be very scary and so I just want to make sure as a mom that I nurture his you know that and allow him to be expressive and like not like shoot it down because I don't want him to ever get shut off now I have a question so I'm sure you've heard people say like oh boys are easier like Boys are easier to raise than girls. Like, well, you got right. a girl, you got it easy. Yes, get a boy first because you can, that's the easy one. What do you think about the topic of boys being easier to raise versus girls? You know what? Um, I think it just depends on the child. Like, I definitely don't think my son is easier to raise than my daughter mm-hmm. um, because. I didn't, for me, I didn't grow up, grow up, I didn't grow up around boys, even though I was a tomboy, I didn't grow up around boys. So for my son, it's harder for me because I'm like kind of learning another language in some sense, you know? Yeah. Obviously there's that love that obviously there's that love that boys have for their mom. And obviously we have a really like loving connection, but mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like boys talking in a language or like they're learning to communicate different things. And I would say my son can communicate, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's still a skill that he's like developing, you know, because also with kindergarten, like everybody keeps saying like kindergarten is such a big milestone and for them to do that virtually and this and that like they're like that plays a big role and I can and I can kind of see that now just learning like the socialness of it right um I feel like boys are harder too because it pulls on your heartstring because you know like I just feel like boys have to carry so much more in life than girls do in some ways like just the level of responsibility I f- that I sometimes feel bad or like what, because I understand that like being a black man, like there's stuff that comes with that and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that heaviness of responsibility of making sure that he understands things to a certain level and at a certain, and like, even at the age of four, he under at the age of four or five he understood that there's some good cops and there's some bad cops yeah like that level and so that for me is the harder part is that emotionally uh, it's just understanding that all the things that he may face in life you know right and that's the hardest that's the hardest part for me with my daughter 
I, you know, we have plans. We have great plans for both, for all three of them. But with my daughter, I am a girl. I'm, I'm I am a woman. I have all sisters. I have a a booklet. You know, <laughs> I feel like you understand her better. Yeah, I definitely feel like I understand her better, and so it's a little bit easier. But the good thing is with my son, there's a lot of things that he does that is very easy in the sense of like the little things like getting dressed and right. you know like the little things like the details yeah he's like I got <laughs> it my daughter she's like we're gonna take an hour to go over every small detail and I think that's what like I think that's what the large majority of people are talking about when they say oh, like boys are easier than girls I think that's mostly what they're talking about is like yeah. you don't have to do their hair that a lot of times they're less drama because because um you know girls are stay with the drama it's like oh my gosh mom I hate my hair or oh my oh, god yeah. I'm not gonna wear that or whatever and boys just like give me a t-shirt and jeans some boys yeah um so I think that's more more so what people are talking about is it's like boys are easier because they're just a little less drama they don't come with as much um thrill yeah but when they get upset they still get upset like they exactly. still they still get tantrums okay? they still get tantrums they still get attitudes yeah they still stand firm in what they want they still whine and complain like, yeah they all the same to me. Now, as yeah. far as like taking care of them, I feel like it can be a little easier. I don't have a daughter, but just the fact that my son does have long hair though, but it's still very quick in the morning, like wet it, put some conditioner, and he ready to go. <laughs> That's what oh. I do to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so I think as far as like, the basics I feel like boys probably would be easier because like it's just a lot less that you have to do to get them ready and they are they're not as usually they're not as drama filled yeah I and I and I can see that part of it like the the day-to-day -day, I feel like the day-to-day -day, they're easier mm -hmm. but they still have a they it's just like it's like a yin and yang like one yeah. area for one and one area for the other and then depending on yourself what's easier for you you know mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I'm sure. I think um I think for myself I like I said I don't have a daughter but sometimes I do catch myself saying like because I really wanted a daughter but sometimes mm -hmm. I catch myself saying like I feel like God gave me what I needed Mm. because I'll see like certain things with like friends and like their daughters or things that they might go be going through and I'd be like oh lord I don't know if I have the patience for that so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely a lot like even this past week I had to sit my daughter down and tell her look if you want to pick out your outfits you gotta do it the night before yeah. and then before we left to come to the podcast she was like actually no I plan to tell her that I, this is funny I plan to tell her that hey you're gonna have to start picking out your office the night before on her way home she goes hey mom I'm gonna start picking out my nights before before I even told her uh-huh then before we leave to the podcast she shows me her outfit 
and I said, you can't wear that. It's going to be like 100 degrees. She is full force in fall. <laughs> She's a fall girl. <laughs> yeah, she wants to. She On the first day of fall, she had a fall dress that was planned with these long sleeves and this long dress and these oh boots and 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 so she wants to wear long sleeves with denim and she's just like it's fall mom it's fall it's fall and i'm like it is fall but the weather hasn't changed yet right right can it ask me every day like mom why aren't the leaves changing <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was fall <laughs> yeah yeah so <clears throat> it's the day-to-day the -day details mm -hmm. which like going back and forth over an outfit is just like starting your day off like that is wild um but so um so yeah but with my son I feel like there's an emotional hardness that's a, that 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 makes things hard yeah yeah I think overall on on this topic I would say that um I can see the differences um in you know in certain situations but I think as a whole we can do better by closing the margin on this conversation by just raising our children to be great human beings giving yeah. them the life skills no matter what their gender is giving them the life skills that they need to be great because at the end of the day everybody has to eat everybody has to wash their clothes everybody has a car you know, they're going to end up driving a car and going to need certain things done to it. You know, everybody might have to take care of a yard one day. Like we are, these are all human life skills. Like there's no gender on those human life skills. Traditionally, women were in certain roles and men were in certain roles, but it's 2022. Everybody's doing both. You like, need to know how to wash your clothes. <laughs> you need to know how to wash your clothes. You need to know how to feed yourself. You need to know how to handle your finances. You need to know how to um, communicate your feelings and express yourself. You need to know how to be a good neighbor. You need to, you know, like these are all things that no matter what the gender of the child you're raising is, they need. So I think it's our duty as parents to make sure that we are leveling the playing field and giving our kids all the skills that they need, not based off of their gender, but based off of them being human beings. And so if we can all do this with our generation of children that we have, we are creating better mates for our right. children. And we're exactly. creating better opportunities for them to meet a whole person instead of someone that was not given the tools that they need, you know? yeah um so I think as parents we just have to make sure that we're doing those self-checks to make sure that we are not you know that our kids are created equal <laughs> okay that, that we're treating them the same and that according to their personality as well because that's another factor like every right. child is different we have to communicate with every child differently they're all not going to learn the same but it's a great responsibility as a parent to ensure that we are giving our kids the proper tools and skills that we need. And if we don't have those tools ourselves, that we are researching, um, doing the work that we need to do to make them better than us. So okay. it's not, there's no excuse anymore for I didn't know I wasn't raised that way, blah, blah, blah. Go, go, you can learn, learn on TikTok. Okay. 
Okay, because um, this fancy thing ain't no joke. <laughs> it's really not. It's really It'll cause not. you to drinking, okay? <laughs> it ain't no joke, baby, but if we want our kids to have better, we gotta, you know, we have to put work in. The parenting doesn't stop at putting food on the table. Like, you know, we have to make sure that we're giving them the proper, um, the proper tools. No, amen. And I co-sign that as well. And all you can do is take one day at a time, you know, one yeah. day at a time and do your very best. And I think as long as you're researching, doing your best and working it out each day, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, none of us no. are perfect, but no. we should strive to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Somebody's Mama Podcast. Make sure you guys are following us on social media at Somebody's Mama Pod and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Somebody's Mama Podcast. Leave us a five-star rating review. We would greatly appreciate it. And share this with someone that you feel could um, gain some information from it. And we will holler at y'all next week. Bye.